Hey, this is Ginny from 1000 Hours Outside. Uh, we are going to be talking today about the vestibular sense. Starts with a V. A vestibular sense and about um, how developing the vestibular sense should be a primary motivation for getting our kids outside more often. So this is going to be a great podcast because... In particular, I really like the word vestibular. I like to say that. You should try and say it, vestibular. It's fabulous. Uh, It's actually a word that I had never even heard until just a few years ago, and um, we started to research a little bit more about what time outside was doing for our children developmentally. So, you know, when I was a kid, we learned about the five senses in school, I actually vividly remember learning about the five senses because I thought it was kind of stupid. It was really easy, right? Like you've got these five senses, touch, smell, sight, taste, and hearing. Okay, it was like pretty obvious, right? This is how we learn about the world. And I remember as a kid in elementary school getting these worksheets and it would be like, you inhale the scent of a rose, you know, pick, pick which sense. (laughs) It was like, which of the five? This is silly. So... Anyway, um, so we learned about the five senses in school, and that's all we learned. We learned about these five senses. Well, as an adult, I learned that there are actually two more senses, and both of them are really cool words. Uh, One of them is vestibular, and then the other one is um, proprioception. That's a great word, too, isn't it? Proprioception. So um, the vestibular sense which sometimes is called the balance sense, is um, an awareness of where your body is in space. So um, it comes from the word vestibule. It's sort of the hallway to your brain or the pathway to your brain. And um, proprioception is where you can sense the different parts um, of your body, uh, where they are uh, without looking at them. And so... Um, we'll probably do a different podcast about that. It's definitely an interesting one. It's it's sort of like um, how you learn about pressure and how much pressure to apply and um, sort of the most interesting thing I've read about it recently is that in some schools, they're banning the game of tag um, because the kids, when they tag each other, they're hitting they're hitting too hard. And um, it's not because they're aggressive or they're mad. It's just that they they haven't developed enough uh, sensory awareness to know how much pressure to apply. You know, a light tap versus you know a hard hit. And you know, we learn those things sort of with this push and pull of of using our limbs and our joints and our muscles and and playing outside and moving and. And that sort of thing. So proprioception is where you can sense where your different parts um, of your body are without looking at them and what they're doing. And the vestibular sense is awareness of your body in space. So the vestibular sense um, is the one we're going to focus on today. And the reason we're going to focus on it is because it actually is a foundation for all of the other senses. It is... um, the first fully functioning sensory system to develop, and it it's fully developed in utero. So it starts to develop around two months after conception, 
It's visible. And, and it is completely developed um, by five months after conception. And so even in the womb, babies are starting to develop their vestibular um, their vestibular system and you know they're they're flipping around in in the womb and and they're moving and that's helping to form their brain so um you know i've loved learning about this because it has explained so much about what children are drawn to do and if um you know children have a fully developed vestibular sense it's going to affect all their other senses in a positive way. And and the converse is true as well. You know, this affects everyday functioning. It affects our ability to move and act against gravity. And so it, it will affect how the other senses um, send information to the brain. And that's sort of why it's it's considered a cornerstone one. So, you know, what does this look like? Well, you know, we all know people that are more coordinated and, um, you know, have a better balance and are just sure-footed. I think that's a um, that's a phrase that we use, someone who is sure-footed. And so someone with a strong vestibular sense is a sure-footed person. And, you know, at the opposite end is going to be a child or a person who is clumsy, um, who maybe isn't aware of other people's personal space. Maybe they're a close talker, uh, or they trip, or they you know they run into things, they run into the wall, or things like that. So you know, how do you develop this vestibular sense? And and that's sort of um, why we're talking about this today. It's so important for children to to be sure-footed and. Um, when when they are that way, uh, it's going to help all the other areas of their development to explode and and to grow at a good pace as well. So, um, so then the question becomes, you know, if it's so important, how do you develop it? Well, the vestibular sense goes back to the small hairs that are inside of the inner ear. When we move, um, the fluid in our ears, it moves and it stimulates those hairs and it sends um, information to the brain about where our body is in space. So um, what children need is they need for that fluid in their ears to be to be moving and to be moving those hairs. So kids need to be out of this uprighted, upright seated or standing position, they need their bodies um, to be in all sorts of different positions and different directions to get that fluid moving and to get those hairs moving. So anytime we move the body or the head, we're activating the vestibular sense. And that sends signals to the eyes that they need to respond. You know, we talked in a different podcast about the importance of strong eye muscles for academic performance. And, you know, simply being outside uh, helps to strengthen the eyes in a variety of ways. Um, so if you want to listen back to uh, how time outside helps, helps us academically, I talk about that a little bit more in that podcast. But um, in terms of, of this vestibular sense, uh, when, we, when we wake up the brain, when we move our head and our, and our body, we wake the brain up, that's going to send signals to the eyes that they need to respond. Well, 
The retina has 137 million nerve endings that take in sensory information. And so uh, as those eyes respond, the individual eye muscles will strengthen, but they also... um, both eyes will strengthen together as a pair um, so that they can track together well. And that is hugely important for academic success, both for reading and for writing when children reach school age. Everyone wants to start their year off on the right foot. And for me, that means making sure I'm eating well and have enough energy to do everything I want to do. But I'm not going to run to the butcher every day to get a fresh cut of quality meat. That's why Good Chop is such a lifesaver for our family. Good Chop offers fully customizable boxes of high-quality meat and seafood delivered to your door on your schedule. Their products are vacuum-sealed and frozen at peak freshness, so you can stock your freezer and cook when you want. We had a somewhat last-minute get-together recently, and it was so incredibly convenient to just head to the freezer and pull out a couple bags of Good Chop's hamburger patties to whip up some burgers quickly. They were so delicious. Besides being delicious, it's important to know it won't cost you a fortune either. Good Chop's price per meal starts at just $3.74. Go to goodchop.com outside120 and use code outside120 to get $120 off across your first four boxes. That's code outside120 at goodchop.com outside120 for $120 off. Goodchop.com outside120 code outside 120. When the skies open up while others seek shelter, I embrace the rain. Heading to my favorite hike, the raindrops are like a soothing melody and my vessies ensure each step is dry and comfortable, turning a simple outing into a rather delightful experience. Whenever my kids and I are stepping into a great outdoors adventure, I love wearing Vessi's Stormburst boots to capture the beauty of springtime landscapes. Their robust style is perfect for our nature excursions, adding a little dash of elegance to our outdoor explorations. This spring, transform how you view wet weather with Vessi. Their Dymatex technology makes their shoes not just waterproof, but a stylish barrier against rain and puddles. Whether it's a sudden downpour or a planned seaside walk, Vessi shoes ensure your feet stay dry and comfortable. Embrace the essence of spring with Vessi. From chic city walks to adventurous treks, find the perfect pair for your lifestyle at Vessi.com outside and enjoy an automatic 15% off your first order upon checkout. That's V-E-S-S-I dot com outside for 15% off your first order. So, um, so here's what happens with kids, you know, during the first 15 months of their life, um, there's this crucial time where there's this progression of, um, increasingly complex skills. So, you know, children move from crawling to walking and to running. And what we need, um, we need those skills to happen, uh, on a variety of surfaces. So, you know, when they're always on a flat surface, they're not getting that fluid in the ear moving as much as they need it to be. So uh, if we take any one of those skills and we take them outside, there's immediate, um, you know, inclines and, and dips and and what all of those things do is uneven terrain is it helps children to develop a stronger vestibular sense. Um, 
going barefoot uh, helps as well. You know, that foot flexibility um, is helping the body to adjust to, to, cha- to changes in terrain. And, you know, there's a lot of research coming out. Um, you know, I follow Vivo Barefoot um, on Instagram. And we've um, in the past bought some Vivo Barefoot shoes, just a thin-soled shoe so that the, the toes can spread out. And, um, and they have information all the time about, you know, how being barefoot really helps children in their development. It's interesting to look at. So, um, you know, we learn knowledge about our physical environment through movement, and that stimulates our brain for further learning. You know, I remember when our Tyler, when she was one, you know, she spent a lot of time, like almost in like in a downward dog position, you know, she was maybe learning to get up on all fours, and then, you know, she would invert herself to be like a V, an upside down V, and it's just interesting to watch kids do these things and you don't really know why they're doing them. And then, you know, I read all this, all this information and I'm like, oh, well, that's why, you know, she's, she's moving her head in different positions and her body in different positions. And this is developing this cornerstone cornerstone sense that she needs for everything else. So, you know, she does that. Well, kids also, they love to swing they love to twist the swing. Don't you remember doing this as a kid? Like twisting the swing and then just lifting your feet up and spinning as fast as you could. Um, uh, kids love to roll down hills. They love to play rough and tumble. They love to spin just for fun. You know, it looks awful to me, but a kid will stand there and just spin around in circles. Uh, they like to hang upside down on monkey bars. They like to do silly dances somersaults, leapfrog, wheelbarrow race, crab walk, thrill rides at amusement parks. All of these things are helping um, with this development. And, you know, there are definitely things that have changed in the landscape of our playgrounds that are impeding it a little bit. You know, we no longer see the merry-go-rounds and, um, you know, we've gotten rid of some of these different types of playground equipments that... Uh, help children to develop in in different sensory ways. We actually went to a playground near us um, last summer. It's a cool playground. It's brand new. It's huge. You know, it's really cool. It's, it's got like that squishy floor thing. You know, keep everybody safe. Well, it has this. Um, I feel like it's like a an alternative to the merry-go-round. This huge like spinning, it looks like a birdcage. So super cool. Like from far away, you know, the kids all want to run over there. You can go inside and you can climb it. It fits a ton of kids. Well, and it spins, right? Well, it hardly spun at all. I mean, you had to push as hard as you could and the thing barely moved. So, you know, that's probably just for safety, but, you know, kids are missing out on this sort of whirly, twirly experience that they need for their development. So, you know, I think some playgrounds have those little buckets that you can sit in and spin. Or we have, um, oh gosh, I think they're called a billibo, B-I-L-I-B-O. It's like an open-ended bucket, round bucket toy, and uh, and you can take it to the beach and put sand in it. And anyways, our kids sit in those and they just spin. And um, and uh, so you know. Now, knowing about this vestibular sense, I can understand 
you know, what's driving their little bodies to do these things. So spinning activities um, in time lead to increased alertness and also increased attention and also just help kids to calm down, surprisingly. So you can see how adding these movements into a child's life would really help them in a school sense. So it's okay for them to become dizzy. It's actually really good for them. Um, in time, you know, they get used to all that fluid moving around their inner ear and they become more adept at navigating their surroundings. So we've definitely seen growth in our own children over the years um, in terms of their movement. And uh, we've gone places where I've actually literally been amazed. Like they're jumping from rock to rock. They're like cats, you know, <laughs> like what in the world? How are they doing that? And uh, it actually, actually, this is probably one of my daughter's favorite stories, but we went on a, um, a waterfall hike in Asheville, North Carolina. The, um, the hiking area is called Graveyard Fields, which is a really sad sounding name, but it's a gorgeous place. And um, we went hiking down to this waterfall and the kids are just, you know, all over hopping here, hopping there, you know, they're very sure footed. <clears throat> and so there was a spot where you could try and get up closer to the waterfall and all my kids were up there. So, you know, of course I wanted to join them. Well, I, I just wasn't as sure footed and I slipped and you know, I was about to like get swept downstream. Now it wasn't super dangerous. And I think I might've gotten scraped up a little bit if I would have actually, you know, uh, completely, completely lost my footing. But my daughter helped me, like, you know, she credits herself completely. Like she completely saved me. And it wasn't quite that, but she really did help. Eating better is easy with Factors delicious, ready to eat meals. Every fresh, Never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. So get started today and get after your goals. Some of the things we love about Factor are their two minute meals. You can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Our kids love the pancakes, smoothies, and more. And there's a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, including midday bites. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And remember to sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com/outside50 and use code outside50 to get 50% off. That's code outside50 at factormeals.com slash outside50 to get 50% off. I have been looking for simple ways to form healthy habits and get the nutrients my body needs when my immune system feels unsupported. And that's why I decided to give AG1 a try. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics and more, but it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. And it makes me feel nourished and ready to face the day. As a parent, longevity is on my mind more than ever before. I wanna make sure I'm taking really good care of myself so I can continue to show up for the moments that matter with my kids. Every day, AG1 helps me build long-term health with daily nutrients that support brain, gut, and immune health. 
All it takes is one scoop a day, and I'm setting myself up for the long run. AG1 is a supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why I'm excited to welcome them as a new partner. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash 1000. That's drinkag1.com slash 1000. Check it out. And so it's interesting, you know, to watch my children and to see how physically um, they really have a high capacity um, and, you know, they are very capable to be out in, in the world and, and moving their bodies. So, you know, from adult, an adult perspective, it's interesting because I think most of us just want to watch these spinning activities. I don't even feel that great on a swing. Uh, I remember... I remember when my kids were little, I tried to do a somersault, um, and I just felt awful. Like, one somersault, man. And, um, and so what I've learned is that when we go through puberty, that fluid in our ear canals, it thickens. And so um, those little hairs, when they bend, it takes them a lot longer to return to the original position. And so that's why, you know, we can get motion sick easier as we get older, you know, on a car, on a plane, or on a, on a roller coaster. So, you know, if our vestibular sense is already developed, I think most adults prefer to be active by staying in an upright position, you know, walking, jogging, biking, and so on. So, um, so sort of to recap, as our heads and bodies move, this activates the brain through the vestibular sense, uh, this pathway to the brain. And so movement during the day and throughout childhood is crucial. This is the time children um, develop this sense. And, um, you know, it's not happening when they're still. It's not happening during circle time. It's not happening during seat work. And so, you know, we see these articles a lot about how research is so good. Recess, excuse me, is so good for academics. And it's because it helps with brain development. It literally wakes up the brain, and so kids are ready to learn. And you see different, you know, teachers that use those um, those methods, where maybe the kids will dance, or you know, they'll do some sort of a movement activity, and you know, then the test scores are higher, or things like that. You know, it's really interesting because it, we've become so much more sedentary as a society. You know, children are sitting for long days at school, but then they're also sitting for really long periods of times in front of screens. And, you know, so when we talk about this balance, we talk about 1,000 hours outside, you know, we're trying to make sure that, you know, well, on one hand, kids are sitting completely still, their heads are still, their bodies are still, their eyes are still looking at a screen, that they have, you know, a similar amount of time where you know, their whole body is moving and their head is moving and their eyes are moving and they're strengthening the different senses that they have. Uh, we recently ordered some 1,000 hours outside shirts, um, sort of a new thing for us, kind of fun. We've got um, some stickers and uh, uh, we've got some badges coming in. Um, Actually, we had a lot of fun stuff. We've got a children's book coming out uh, within the next month or two, and um, you know all about how uh, time outside really um, 
affects children at a deep level. And uh, so we got these fun things. So we've got uh, the shirts that just came in the other day, and we've got uh, gray ones and blue ones and purple ones. They're cute. We've got kids all the way up to adults. Um, but I've always kind of joked around about if we ever made shirts that I would put the writing on the back because, you know, when we're, when we're outside, that's really what I tend to see of my children. You know, you know, we go outside and they're off and they're moving and, you know, you know, their heads are down and they're down to the ground and they're hard at work. They're looking at things and, and, um, you know, they're jumping off rocks and I am rarely actually out in front of my children. I'm usually behind, um, and so in contrast, you know, a child on a tablet or on a phone or in front of a television isn't moving at all. You know, and I think sometimes this is maybe why a toddler can't sit through an entire movie. You know, they have to get up and they have to move. Their brain is telling them to move because it needs to be stimulated by that movement. Um, I've got this quote here from just a fabulous book. It's called Smart Moves, Why Learning is Not All in Your Head. It's by uh, Carla Hannaford. She is a PhD and um, she's done some phenomenal research about uh, children and movement. It's certainly... um, It's certainly a book to to read, that's for sure. Um, It's meaty. It's got a lot of really good information in it. So anyways, and super interesting. But I want to read this quote here. Uh, She says, in Denmark, 50% of the children spend between ages two and a half and six in forest kindergartens. Let me start that over. In Denmark, 50% of the children spend between ages two and a half and six in forest kindergartens where they climb rocks, trees, hills, roll, jump, balance, and play at least four hours a day, no matter the weather. These children's vestibular systems are so well developed that learning difficulties and dyslexia are rare. So, um, you know... We live in a culture where learning disabilities and dyslexia are common. And so it's just a really interesting thing to see that, you know, simply by playing outside, we can um, make massive differences for our children in terms of their long-term learning potential. So, you know... um, it comes back to that time component, you know. Uh, it comes back to it comes back to the choices that we make um, for what we do with our kids and during their time in childhood. And you know, a lot of people talk about um, you know not having such a high goal that they miss the mark. And you know, we want to feel good about you know accomplishing what we've set ourselves you know out to do. But the fact remains that, you know, whether we figure this thing out or not, whether we figure out how to build outside time into our lives or not, childhood is marching on and our kids are missing out on significant developmental needs when they don't get the time outside that uh, their bodies require. So, you know, is it four, four hours a day from the ages of two and a half to five, you know, I think that you know, that's going to display that four hours a week isn't really enough. You know, we're talking about, 
you know, four hours a week, talking about over 200 hours within a year of outside time. And that seems like a lot, but I think what research is showing is it's really not cutting it. Um, the cool thing though is that kids are really resilient and, you know, any time during childhood when we increase movement and especially when we're stimulating balance, um, you know, children are going to improve in their skills. So, you know, we're talking about things like spinning, rolling, balancing on logs, um, you know, those type of things are going to greatly assist a child in their ability to pay attention. It's going to improve their reading. And, um, you know, if there are learning difficulties and learning disabilities, uh, it's like a counterintuitive thing, but, you know, taking them outside and, and letting them work through these different types of movements are going to translate into better success in the classroom. So, you know, we've got to require our children to uh, work on their balance, and, and what they're going to do is they're going to do it on their own if we put them in their right environment. So, you know, we got to think about what skill are they working on now, um, you know, and then try and let them work on that skill in an uneven terrain. So, you know, are they crawling? Are they toddling? Are they jumping? Are they climbing, spinning, skipping? Take them outside. You know, let them try and walk through the snow. Put them, you know, in a pair of boots. And I just like to watch my two-year-old, man, she's doing good. She can tromp around in the snow with all her older siblings. And, you know, I know that uh, she's having fun, but she's also working on her development. You know, you can try using snowshoes. Anything that requires a child to balance, climbing a rope ladder, climbing a tree, climbing onto large rocks, using monkey bars, all of those things um, require a lot of skill. So, you know, the more we know what's going on, the more we can encourage our children as they are developing the vestibular sense, as they're developing their sense of balance and, and where their body is in the world. And this is a cornerstone uh, a foundational sense um, and will help as they develop uh, with all the other sensory input that they're um, engaged with in their life. And so it's a huge motivator to get our kids outside. Um, it is definitely worth your time to play outside. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a No Guilt Mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt-free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Get Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows.